Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Tony Schaefer joins us today. Tony, since last we were uh, on right before the uh, holiday weekend, yeah. uh, the Wall Street Journal reported in banner uh, headlines uh, and with just a single source uh, that the Ukrainians have breached the first of the three Russian rings of defense preventing the Ukrainian uh, military from moving eastward into East uh, Ukraine. Do you buy it? No, unfortunately, I don't. There's no evidence outside of that one report that there's any sustainable or measurable progress by the Ukrainians. Remember, we're now three months into this. I think the most folks now are counting the 2nd of June as the start date of the offensive. <clears throat> and there's, there's, there's no independent verification because Milley has said the same thing. Milley said the same thing last week. Oh, we're, we're through the first line. It's like, no, you're not at the first line. And the Sorbican line, no, those are all uh, very effective, overlapping fields of fire, professionally prepared defensive positions. And uh, the fact is the Russians have been able to, to essentially establish an understanding of avenues of approach that the Ukrainians would use and they've been able to essentially decimate them at every move. I mean, yeah, there's been some villages that have been taken temporarily. And uh, no doubt that the Ukrainian soldiers have been fighting and dying with great valor. But there's no real progress to show that the offensive has been anywhere near effective. I, I would say it's been counterproductive, counterproductive at this point. So where do the Ukrainians um, uh, stand? I mean, without American uh, artillery shells, is there any way they can move eastward? And they don't have American artillery shells anymore because we don't have them anymore. Right. We've replaced them uh, with uh, with cluster bombs. Joe Biden needs this war for politi domestic uh, political reasons. I believe so. Uh, but, he, but he's not a magician. I mean... Uh, no matter how much uh, <clears throat> cash and equipment we ship over there, uh, they're running out of human uh, human beings to fight on their side. Uh, McGregor reports that some of their conscriptees, I can't call them draftees because they're kidnapped out of bars and off the streets, are as young as 16 and as old as 60, Ukraine. Right. right. So that tells me that, um, let's break that down a little bit. And um, yeah, you, if you were going to actually do and I said this last time and I'll say it again because I think it's accurate. If you really wanted 
to actually have an effective use of the Western forces. That is to say, unit cohesion. You had to basically train units to come together as part of a larger unit with the available technology uh, effectively used and led. You'd need someone like McGregor. And I, look, I, I, Doug and I are friends. You know that. But I, I'm just saying this because I, I really do mean it. Doug or a, a Schwarzkopf would have to essentially finally hone and put that on the battlefield. You don't have that. You got competing uh, generals in Ukraine not doing what is necessary to achieve even local uh, uh, victories. You you have adequate combat power, arguably, I believe, with the the Leopard tanks, the Chieftain tanks, uh, the support vehicles to actually gain ground. If you wanted to penetrate one of these lines, you could do it. It, it, but there, but you're not because you've got competing interests going on. And at this point, because there has been no major progress, the Western support, NATO support is now becoming, I think, tenuous. Just, no matter what you read in the Wall Street Journal, uh, the Germans aren't keen on this. Uh, the only uh, Turkish are not keen on this. I think Poland is mostly keen on this because we're paying them a lot of money to be keen on it. There's a lot of things going on in Poland right now that tell me that uh, that our interests and their interests are locked together based, based on economics. And there are legitimate grievances by the Poles. No, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that it's very clear that that's where most of the focus is right now. And despite that, again, Judge, there's no indication that anything that's been done over the past 90 days will have any long-lasting effect on the battle space. It's just, it's just not, it's, there's just nothing there. Tony, the last time we looked at the kill ratios, it was seven to one. Yeah. One Russian for every seven Ukrainians. Now, anybody can do the math. How much longer can Ukraine last? Yeah. Well, they can't. And I think that's where they're at. I think that's why you've heard, I think, within the last four, five days, Zelensky's announced another round of conscriptions of, of old men and young boys. And I and, and, this, and, and he fired his defense minister, didn't he? He fired his defense minister, but it's, I think he should fire his entire defense staff. They're, they're all corrupt. And matter of fact, there's been uh, legitimate articles about must, uh, uh, funding going missing that we've sent them, which is not a surprise <laughs> by any means. And so, yeah, I, I, and I don't, but trust me, I don't think it's, I don't think it's corruption that got this guy fired. I think he's going to be the fall guy. This defense minister is going to be the fall guy, one of the fall guys for the failure of the offensive. They got to have someone to blame. I think he's going to be one of the guys. Remember, Mark Milley's on the way out the door, too. Mark's going to get blamed for this. Well, probably rightly so. But Mark's uh, term as chairman ends on the 30th of September. I think his retirement ceremony is at Fort Myer coming up in in at least a few days. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that's something that needs to be examined is what advice was given when and by who and why they're here. Because, again... I think there could have been things done to actually enhance their ability, that is Ukrainian ability, to penetrate those lines, but those choices and those strategies were not employed. So there's there's some reason for that. But to, before you ask this question, Judge, Zelensky, I think, is now preparing the public, his public, for the idea that they've got to go into defilade. They've got to go into a defensive posture to try to stave off the potential for a new Russian offensive, which I think the Russians have the option to do starting on or about the 1st of October. What level of control uh, does the U.S. military or does NATO leadership have over uh, strategic decisions made by the Ukrainian military? Well, they don't, they cannot direct, but you have immense power uh, 
through suggestion relating to what resources are provided and when. Uh, I, I'm sure Mark Milley has given ample and uh, substantial uh, guidance to uh, the Ukrainian, all the Ukrainian leadership, from uh, the president on down to the generals in the field. I just think it's bad, been bad advice, obviously. I mean, the, the, the results are obvious to those who want to look. Uh, but I think the the fact that you had Victoria Newland, uh, you know, you basically had J uh, Jake Sullivan and Mark Milley, all these guys essentially directing the war. Let me be clear on this. You cannot have people sitting in Washington directing war. It's never worked. It didn't work during Vietnam. Uh, didn't work. Uh, you know, in Afghanistan, where you had, and, and uh, Iraq, where you had people uh, essentially out trying to do things which were not uh, focused by people in the theater. You do not win wars. I mean, there's a reason why, Judge, they let Eisenhower run the uh, theater in Europe without having uh, Washington telling him what to do. Washington will always try to tell you what to do, but you can't do it. And I think uh, the Ukrainians learned the hard way to not not fight a battle where Washington is calling the shots. So do we just uh, dump hundreds of millions in cash and a hundred billion in equipment on them and let them run with it as they want? And some of it gets stolen and sold on the black market to God knows who, even the Russians. Well, you know, you have to understand, Judge, we have a very big defense industry to feed. And <laughs> McConnell, McConnell, Leader McConnell admitted this. He said, you know, you all are forgetting. I, I think it was about 10 days ago and before he had another one of his vapor lock moments. He actually said publicly, the, the quote is out there. Hey, you have to remember most of this money we're sending to Ukraine is actually being spent in Washington. No, no truer words have been spoken. Uh, you know, I always refer back to the Eisenhower military industrial complex uh, speech, his last speech. And, and he the military. You know, our mutual friend Bruce Fine calls it the military industrial congressional complex because because Congress always benefits from the money being sloshed around. So, uh, yeah, I think it is an exercise in funding the defense industry who they don't care who wins. They just want to be able to continue to provide seven percent growth uh, per year to their to their investors. And but I, but look, I talk to guys who run these companies. Doesn't Joe Biden need an off ramp or the ability to no. claim some kind of progress in order to sell this to the American public in the fall of 24. So you have a media, which is still to this day, to your point, the Wall Street Journal and others conspiring with Biden to continue this, this uh, uh, happy talk pa uh, party line. One of our mutual friends calls it happy talk, a happy talk party line where all the, uh, the uh, information that is provided to the public is shaded to benefit Biden and the idea that Ukraine's winning. So uh, until there's some uh, series of catastrophic events which get people to wake up, no, Biden's going to continue. Biden has no interest in telling the truth if the truth goes against the narrative which would support his reelection, period, uh, from the economy to this. And again, I am not speaking politically. I know that you and I are sensitive to this fact. I am not speaking politically. I'm speaking as an observer. I'm, I've got a degree in political science. I've been around the swamp and and the and the DC folks. I know Joe, I've met Joe Biden. I'm speaking based on my personal belief, based on informed uh, study of all these issues. Well, your your observations are shared by many people, Tony. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Colonel Schaefer uh, about this uh, bizarre new arrangement between Russia and North Korea. 
approved by China and how that can affect the national security of the United States. But first this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Lear Capital. You all know that I am a paid spokesperson for Lear Capital because it's the right thing to do because the government is regulating too much and printing too much money and reducing the value of everything you earn and everything you own. And the best hedge against this is gold and silver. That's what I've done. I know the folks at Lear. I trust the folks at Lear. I've worked with the folks at Lear. And I use their advice when it comes to my investing in gold and silver. You should do the same. Call them at 800-511-4620 or go to learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very nice conversation with a very knowledgeable person We'll send you literature to read, which you can review with your spouse and your financial advisor, and then you can call them back and decide what you want to do. Why Lear? Lear has 25 years experience and thousands of five-star reviews and a 24-hour risk-free guarantee. And when you have this conversation with the Lear representative, you'll find out if you can qualify for a $15,000 gold bonus. So call Lear now, 800-511-4620 or learjudgenap.com. So uh, over the Labor Day weekend, Russia and North Korea very ostentatiously announced that uh, Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin will meet in Vladivostok, uh, Russia very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was also revealed but not announced, and I didn't see this in in the mainstream media, that uh, Russia has been selling advanced ICBMs to North Korea, ICBMs which uh, Ray McGovern says can reach Washington or New York. Yeah, certainly anywhere in Japan or uh, or South Korea. So right. let's start first with how significant uh, is this publicly acknowledged meeting between the two, and could it have happened without the personal approval of Chinese President Xi first? So um, while I recognized and that North Korea is essentially a, a client state of, of China, the, the tradition and contacts between Russia and um, North Korea go way back. I mean, this goes back to literally the war, the, the Korean War. And in the early, let's see, let's see, let's see about the mid 2010, 2000s, I think it was 2008, 2009, I said on something called the Nuclear Strategy Forum with Ambassador Hank Cooper and Dr. Peter Pry and some others that you, you would probably know. And our job was to examine uh, nuclear weapons 
from the defensive and offensive perspective. One of the issues that came up then was the North Korean nuclear program. And we knew back then, based on direct observation, I don't want to get into classified information, but judge the 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 uh, Russians had people on site helping coach and direct the nuclear explosions that went off in North Korea for the test. So it, it's it's a deep and abiding relationship. So this this latest chapter is just that another chapter in the book of, of the Russian North Korean relationships. What is frightening? What people should be worried about is more more than the North Koreans giving. 105 artillery rounds to the Russians, which they have, they you know, have a lot of, and they can afford to give it to them. It's more about the technology transfer from Russia to North Korea. North Korea has been limited by a number of factors regarding its nuclear weapons programs. There's been efforts to slow them down, if not defeat them, and I don't want to get into. So the Russians come in, they're going to give them some advanced technology, which actually will help them hone and refine their the ballistic missile uh, capabilities plus their actual ability to to build a pit, uh, which is you know the the idea of having a hydrogen weapon versus an atomic weapon, which anybody who understands the difference will understand the the magnitude of that. So uh, the Chinese allowing this to happen is not surprising because they the Chinese will use North Korea uh, when they want to rattle the cage of the United States. It's all related. And I, I earlier today I was on an interview where people, I was asked a similar question about this. If just imagine, do you remember the movie The Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the beginning of that movie is him going into this meeting of all the bad guys in the world, you know, uh, Gaddafi and and uh, Khomeini, you know, and they're all meeting to, to plan uh, bad things against the United States. It's just like that. It's just like, that's what's going on. And the the, the common bad guy is, is Biden, who would play a pretty good Frank Drebin if it wasn't so sad that he is that badly hobbled mentally. But I'm just telling you that the, the Russian support to North Korea should be the focus, not the other way around. Okay. Uh, here's a, a Q&A that I did with our friend and colleague, Ray McGovern. Yeah. Uh, just about an hour ago, I misspoke at the end of my question and said North Korea when I meant to say South Korea, but you'll understand uh, the gist of this. I'd like you to take a look at it. It's not very long and uh, share your thoughts with us. Sure. Because North Korea has a treaty with China, Japan has a treaty with the United States, South Korea has a treaty with the United States. If Kim Jong-un uses one of these missiles to attack Japan or North Korea, then China and the United States are in a war with each other at the same time that the United States and Russia are in a proxy war over Ukraine. That's correct. And that's why it's really hard to understand why Russia, with Chinese blessing, would give this kind of weapon to North Korea. But remember, North Korea has no incentive to strike Japan. It's a deterrent, a deterrent. And a deterrent can be very powerful in the strategic equation. Your thoughts, Colonel Schaefer? It's all about deterrence. I agree with him on that point. I disagree with some of the tactical points he makes. So two things on this issue. Both South Korea and Japan are indeed under our nuclear umbrella. And technically speaking, based on treaties, we'd have to respond if North Korea did something. With that said, there's no trust the United States would do anything based on the, the failed Joe Biden leadership. Again, I'm not speaking politically, I'm speaking practically. And because of yeah, that- But you, you know uh, as well, or better than I, how treaties uh, work. 
This, it's the perception. North Korea, North Korea attacks uh, South Korea. We have to defend. We would. South but Korea. I'm just we saying. We attack North Korea. China has to defend North Korea. World War Three. Bad guys act on perception. The perception was we were ready to give up uh, the South Korean Peninsula right after World War II. Look at the war that happened there. Miscalculation is the greatest danger to uh, the world peace because, again, the perception is we wouldn't do anything. That uh, if, you know, we, Un and China may think they can get away with something based on that their perception. This is not about reality, Judge. You need, you know, one of the things I learned early as an intelligence officer, as a, as a clandestine guy, you need to manage perceptions, not reality. And that's what Biden does not do well. He does not manage either very well. And that's my point. China, I mean, uh, both Japan and South Korea have within six months technical capability to develop their own nuclear weapons. That is to say they have delivery systems already available to them based on their own domestic production. And they have, because of their civilian nuclear programs, established. And look, it's just common knowledge. We, you know, it's. I, I'm sure that people don't like talking about it. Both those countries could defend themselves regarding nuclear weapons if they so chose to do it. But it's not in anybody's interest to see anybody start lobbing nukes around because inevitably there's going to be a global exchange of nuclear weapons based on every exercise I've ever seen. Can the United States afford? to have two uh, vassal states in war, two proxy wars at the same time, U.S. v. Russia using Ukraine, U.S. v. China using Japan or South Korea? Well, this is, you know, you're not going to like my answer, but I, here it is. We should stop all support to Ukraine, period. It's not in our interest to be there. There's no path forward for victory. Uh, I, look, I don't believe in a, an expensive defense. I, I believe in an effective defense. And there's nothing effective, Judge, about us being involved in Ukraine at this point in time. The focus needs to be the Pacific for two reasons. First, I do believe Taiwan has the right of independence. They are more Taiwanese than they are Chinese at this point. We've entered into a number of informal agreements. We're actually helping them buy. They're buying their weapons, Judge. They're buying them. We're giving them to Ukraine. So that's a big dis dis distinguishing characteristic. And yes, we uh, out of all the places where nation building has actually worked, the one, the one thing that actually worked was South Korea. We did nation building there. We're still there, of course. But it worked. We made the investment. And same with Japan. Our economic interests are tied to the Pacific at this point, especially those nations. So I believe we should act in the interest of our um, the American people and the economy versus Whatever's going on with Biden and Ukraine, giving all these billions of dollars with no hope of ever, none of that's going to be retrieved ever, Judge. It's not like we're investing in Ukraine. So it's 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 not. We need to we need to focus Look, on. The so if something happens involving North Korea and China, you know something else is going to happen involving Taiwan. It'll I'm it'll sure. all happen all I'm sure at that's once. True. And we don't have the ability or the manpower or the political will. It would be tough. To do anything about it? It would be tough. Okay. Tony Schaefer, a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank, Thank you, sir. you so much. Thank you. For Good to see you, Judge. Okay. More as we get it. Larry Johnson at 1 o'clock Eastern later today. Colonel Douglas McGregor at 2 o'clock Eastern later today. Yours truly on Newsmax at 3 o'clock Eastern later today. Wow. Making up for taking yesterday off. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.